Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Coach Mack will be on with us in about 20 minutes. We'll certainly talk a lot of Titans. Um, Some news out of the NFL. uh, Some of the individual players uh, are – we brought this up earlier. We were talking about the Titans trying to make a run down the stretch last four games and getting guys healthy. And and Blaine said that really the thing that scares me the most is COVID, some kind of COVID outbreak. Well – this is going on right now with the Rams. Uh, this is per uh, Adam Schefter. Anyway, uh, due to COVID, the Rams have closed their training facility and have entered the intensive uh, NFL protocol. Uh, Charles Robinson, the Yahoo Sports reporter, said the Rams are bracing for more positive COVID results today and over the ensuing days. He said it could be a Browns type of situation. And right as we came on, uh, there's a report from Pro Football Focus, Odell Beckham Jr., who played, and the Rams just beat the Cardinals last night. Yeah. Rams just kind of, we, we started the show today talking about how wide open the NFL is, and that led to us talking about Sean Kemp and getting five phone calls about Sean Kemp. Mm-hmm. Somebody held almost through the end of the whole last hour. You want to talk about Sean played Kemp? with him in high school. Yeah. Yes, we had a call, played with him in high school. Ron Slade was texting me saying he played with him four days in Italy. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Josina Anderson uh, with that report. So, this, I guess, this Omicron variant or whatever we're dealing with right now. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate on anything to do with COVID, but this thing, I had at least one person tell me, seems more contagious, but maybe less, less lethal when you get it. It's, it's, it's something that people can get, but it doesn't seem to hit them as hard as uh, the last variant did. But anyway, the Rams are dealing with that. That's and the league has changed. I think they're making their, their policies a lot stricter now. They're kind of ratcheting it up a little bit, I guess, on, on the testing because, uh, you know, because you may not have any symptoms. So some guys may not be getting tested. So now they're going to start testing those guys as well, uh, which is what well, it appears to be anyway. Remember, remember we had um, the Preds game is actually postponed against the Flames as well because the Flames had a COVID outbreak. This, there's a whole lot of this kind of floating around right now. At this point, I wonder if teams almost – I wonder if teams start to do like what the Rams are doing, but not because they have to. I wonder if they start going much more and like keep people this far apart, only this many people in the dining room, just in an effort to say, hey, guys, let's do everything we can because, I mean, we had – maybe it was Charles Robinson. We had a Yahoo reporter on. We were talking about during the height of the COVID thing, and he said, here's one thing I know. These TV shows will air on time. The NFL – Every one of these games will get played, and they all got played. We're really getting down to the money-making time in the playoffs. So watch the league tell every team, hey, man, we missing playoff games. Hey, <laughs> no, you, are you going to put up these shields like a salad bar around yeah. everybody? I don't care what you or do. you will be playing with uh, some guys that's maybe sitting at home on the couch. Yeah, 16 people, whatever. You gonna, hey, you, Iron Man football, you're going to play both ways. Yeah. Have some lineman doing the kicking. Ooh. I just saw it was uh, like 40 years of reunion. I don't know what it did. It might have been 50 years of Andy Reid bump-assing kick. He just made me laugh. You said some lime kick it. Y'all, you've never seen anything like the Andy Reid, Andrew Reid. It was yesterday. Punt, pass, and kick video <laughs> in a Rams uniform. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he looked like a, a giant <laughs> compared to everybody else. Yeah, it's, it's one of the all-time great videos of like, what in the world? It looks like something out of a movie, <laughs> it, what Blaine is referencing. But, yes, Andy Reid, 
once upon a time, the punt, pass, and kick thing was a really big deal. Yeah. And the finalists every year would get a full NFL uniform of whatever team they wanted to represent, and they would, on a Monday night football game, they would have the finals for money for like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever, all of the age groups. And they would punt and pass and kick during a Monday night football game. And I guess this is one of those deals. So Andy Reid is like 6'4", you know, 300, standing next to a kid who's like 5'2", and 63 pounds. It's amazing. Well, keep an eye on the Rams. Keep an eye on your favorite team and everything that's going on with the COVID protocols because I would not be surprised if they got even more intense. We haven't gotten a memo. Nobody's told us anything like that. Uh, I would just very much believe that that's something that's going to happen. Uh, now, if you're the Cardinals, you played a game against the Rams last night. Ooh, they put it on, man. Oh, OBJ looked like OBJ. He sure did, boy. A lot of people were going crazy on social media, man. Like, I knew it was Baker Mayfield's fault. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Stafford could get him the ball. <laughs> it was just crazy, man. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, the Baker Mayfield thing is going to be really interesting. What do the Browns do with him and, and his contract? Um, for sure. Um, I was telling you this as we started the show. My my biggest takeaway from the NFL right now is it just feels like everybody is beatable. Everybody has some kryptonite, whatever it might be. Yeah. It, there are years where you watch and you go, okay, these guys are going to win a Super Bowl, or okay, it's it's going to be these guys or these guys. Like for a while this year, it seemed like the Cowboys, and for a while this year, it seemed like the Bucks. The NFC seemed so strong for a while. And for the longest time, the Cardinals have kind of been off the radar because nobody's used to them being good. But the Cardinals have been that team. Like, gosh, how are you going to beat the Cardinals? The Rams beat them last night. Mm-hmm. And that quarterback, I mean, the Titans fans know exactly what he can do, Kyler Murray. Ooh. He can get 8 to 10 yards away from somebody in the blink of an eye. Oh, his, his, his lateral quickness is off the charts, man. It was crazy to watch him. <laughs> But uh, I was more fascinated with, with Stafford and, and his big arm and just the way he was throwing accurate throws to, you know, guys that were somewhat covered in my mind. Yeah. take a perfect throw. You know, and I'm referencing the one he did, the crossing route, the cup. And he dropped it in the bucket right over the top of oh. the receiver. I mean, and, and Alfred was the DB, I think. And, oh, he was right there. And it's like, wow, man, that's a great throw. So, so goes the Rams, so goes the quarterback. I, I believe that. Uh they're going to have to be able to run the football, which they were, but he's going to have to play like that in a clutch time against some really good opponents come playoff time. I'm interested to see. Because there was a doubt there if they were even going to make it. Oh, yeah. The team that gets hot doesn't get Those last three weeks going into the playoffs is the team really want to watch. I, I, and that's why I'm I'm really anxious to see when guys start coming back. And you, you reference some, some guys who just got on the team in, in Cunningham. You know, how much do they contribute? Do they get on this run? Then there's nothing that can stop them. They got backups here. It doesn't matter who's healthy. You know, because they got players all over the place. Then they make plays, and they come together and play as one uh, at the right time. It's, it's going to be interesting because everybody now is talking about the Chiefs are back. Sure. Chiefs in the AFC. Chiefs, you know, they, they look like the best team in the, in the AFC. Nobody's even talking about the Titans. So that's kind of good in that we'll just keep on plucking along and knocking people down along the way and getting some wins. And then next you know, the Titans are on the run. And how important is it to get the number one seed? Yeah. I mean, it can buy you one more week for the King to rest up that foot. Well, we had Beauclair on yesterday. He said that's David Beauclair of Sports Illustrated just covered the Titans since they got here. And his thing was, that's going to be a hard decision to make. Because you got his whole future to think about. You got, what do you do with him? And you've been like, you've said this all along. 
If he's active, then he's got to be the king. Yeah, if he's active, you can't go. We're going to get seven carries today. That, that's just not who he is. Nah. So if he plays, he has to be full king. I mean, that yep. you, you've said that since the beginning. Like, yeah, well, take care of yourself. But if you put him back out there, it's not with some pitch count like people talk about. Well, his presence, too. It doesn't mean he has to get 25 carries. Right. But he has to be on the field and be that kind of impactful player without – even, you know, getting carries. He's just that good. I mean, so people are going to have to address him, and then that makes things easier on the outside for whoever's out there, whether it's A.J., you know, uh, Julio or whoever else, N.W.I., Rodgers, <laughs> you name it. You can even put Tate on the list. N.W.I., is, he continues to be a good story for this team. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Buster Screen is a guy that you liked when they signed. That guy played more snaps. I read through the snap counts. He played more snaps than anybody on defense on Sunday. But so now you've got guys like that who have who've shown like, hey man, I can play. Maybe you get Jackrabbit healthy. You know, mm-hmm. Christian Fulton is healthy. Byer and I'm, Chris Jackson. Chris Chris Jackson will you know, come see back. How your depth starts looking, and you go, uh oh, when somebody gets into him in the game, we're ready to rock and roll, and nothing, nothing stops. Just keeps rolling. Bud Dupree can come back this week, and I brought up Zach Cunningham off the top of the show, and you're like, now remember, they still have plenty of good players. My main thing about him was that's just another great player you could do something with. with him. Right, they can put a package in for him. He yeah. comes in in certain situations. Uh, I don't know how I would go about that. I think that's more of a play for the future in my mind, but mm-hmm. you just never know. Uh, they got to assess him. Yeah, I see him in some games, but when will that be? Uh, so we got some injured linebackers. Some coming back. Long is the only one I think impactful that. It's just, you know, it has a possibility of coming back. I know Rice is yeah, on never IR been. Now. Yeah, Long's never been on IR and has missed uh, a month plus now, I guess. Which is interesting to me. Which means they think he might okay, have had a setback. Get him back this week, okay? Don't put him on IR. Oh, okay, get him back next week. Oh, okay, okay. Because they've been. It, yeah, they put. He's a, 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 I mean, he's a twitchy guy. Yeah. And when I say that about some guys is. His game is built on quick twitch move. I'm going to beat you to the punch. It's not about size and power. Uh, so that's an element of his game that he's got to have to be effective to me at, at his position because of the, the size that he is. Because he's, you know, he's that 5'11 mm-hmm. guy at linebacker that tries to beat you to the punch. It's not like he's running through uh, blockers with 300-pound guys and then making a the play. His game is I'm going to beat you, beat you to the spot. Well, we got that guy. Well, uh, if you could get everybody some sense of healthy, because the Titans had maybe the best six game watch streak that anybody's had in the league this season with who they beat, then they had their cool streak, lost a couple of games. Like you said, they now have a chance to literally go back to being one of those teams again who's on a hot streak. But I got to find a way to get by Pittsburgh this week first. Yeah. And I could be wrong too, but I'm going to say this. <laughs> and it just through my experiences, and it could have had some bad experiences. When we had the bye week in the first round, we lost every time. Yeah. Something about just keeping that momentum going and you got that mojo. You know, maybe you got somebody important nicked up, but I don't know. Looking back on that, we just had that. We didn't have that mojo. We didn't have it. Whether we lost a close one or, you know, maybe not so close, it just didn't, didn't work out that way. Well, it works out this way. We got Coach Mac coming up next, what Blaine calls the Mac attack. We will talk Titans with Coach Dave McGinnis right here next on Blaine and Mickey.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. We'll jump on here with Coach Dave McGinnis in just a minute. Just uh, remember all of our neighbors who've been affected by the storms on December 11th as the volunteer state. We're, maybe you're wondering how you can help. Well, at The Zone, we've created a collection of resources on how you can help all your friends and your neighbors in need. Or maybe you need some help. Anybody who's affected in Tennessee and Kentucky, go to 1045thezone.com slash help. We are constantly updating uh, that page. So you can go there. You can get more information on how to help or how to get help. And we are certainly proud to be a part of that effort. We love the people of Middle Tennessee and South Central Kentucky. And as Dave McGinnis joins us now, Coach, I know how much you love everybody around here. Uh, and I know you want those people to get the help that they need for sure, too. No, absolutely. You know, I, I experienced it over here in East Nashville with the one that we had, uh, you know, come through here. Uh, you know, very recently. And I, I mean, it's just the, the total devastation is just heartbreaking. It really is. And the one thing that I can say is that the state of Tennessee always rallies around uh, everybody else when they need help. And so, but just the devastation and, and, and seeing what went on, I mean, your, your, your prayers go out to them and they definitely need our prayers, but they need our help too. And so, you know, whatever anybody can do, they, they need that help and they're going to need it for quite a while. It's not just the immediate day after. I know that, uh, I just experienced recently, as I said, here sure. in East Nashville, that day after, then you start looking around and you see the work that has to be done, and it can only be done, you know, one day at a time, but all hands on deck, so all help is needed. Coach, you brought up a term on the uh, on the ball game Sunday. I think it was Ford over Rooster, and when you said that, I'm from the country. I knew exactly what you meant when well, what you said that, it. What does See, that mean, Mickey, guys? Hey, so let glad, me in on that. So what does that mean, Coach? I'm so glad you said that, Mickey, because, you know, now, now, I, I, I got a lot of friends down in Texas that listen to our broadcast, and, and they said, oh, me, oh, Coach Mack, that's so – and then I've got, you know, a lot of other friends that are involved in the ranching business or that are, that are out that do work, you know, out in the country. They knew exactly what I meant. Mike Keith looked at me, and he said, Coach Mack, what does that mean? And I said, well, let me just say this. In Texas, most people drive four trucks, especially out there in the country. And if anybody knows anything about roosters and chickens, chickens will usually stay in the yard no matter what. A rooster will run out the road, you know, to try to run and go and do everything. And if you're coming down a country road and turn a corner going pretty fast, and you've got a rooster in the middle of the road, he can't run very fast, nor can he fly. So normally he hits the bumper of that Ford truck. And so that's kind of that, that's kind of the way that's kind of the way that. Uh, that tackle was made. It was a Ford over rooster. We say that all the time in Texas high school ball. That was a Ford over rooster hit. Oh my! Yeah, as soon as you Man. said that, Coach, you knew guess, exactly what he was talking. I knew about. exactly what you meant. Oh if you've ever driven down a gravel road fast, and yeah. anybody who has who has ch- chickens, roosters, have guinea fowl as well, guineas. Yeah. Everybody's hit. Uh, and I'm sorry, Peta, if you're listening, but Coach Mack, you know that's just a fact of life in the rural areas. Well, well, yeah, it is, and so I mean, I, as I say, I mean, it was a very common, it was very common to me. And Mike, Mike Keith was looking at Coach Mike, please, and I'm glad he said, please explain it, because I'm sure there were some in the audience uh, that didn't know, but now they know. But I know this: I had a lot of people hit me up saying, Coach Mike, you took us back to our childhood with that Ford over rooster. Yeah, you took oh, me back. Uh, I, it, that was a throwback defensive performance. You got to go back to Blaine and his teammates at home to have a shutout. I bet you enjoyed as a as a lifelong defensive guy. I bet that was very enjoyable watching those Titans pitch a shutout. Yeah, I loved I loved every minute of it. I just got through breaking down all of the interceptions, you know, for uh, for uh, beneath the surface for Titans all access, and and I really I really enjoy you know of course the the game winning the game was was very important. I mean, you guys know we talked about it last week. The importance of that game was was magnified and and 
you couldn't you couldn't even state how important that was, especially coming off the two weeks that we had lost ball games going into the bye. But anyway, the, the just and then just to watch them continue. You know, you watch them practice all week. And let me just say this. You know, we, we talked on this show last week about getting your dudes back, about how essential that was going to be from here on out, you know, as, as to when we're trying to get into this tournament. And just the way they were, the, they were able to have some healthy people at practice, so they were able to practice with some speed finally last week. Uh, Mike Vrabel and his staff and his players have not been able to practice with speed for a while because they've had so many people missing that they've had to alter practice just to be able to get people out there to get them into the game plan. And so the whole thing came together very, very well. And, you know, as I, Blaine was playing for the last uh, shutout that was here in this stadium. It's hard to do. I don't care what you're doing in the National Football First of all, teams are too good. Kickers are too good. You cross the 50, most people have somebody that you get a little closer they've got a chance to bang one through. So to be able to play a defensive game in conjunction with your offense and your special teams for field position, to shut somebody out, that was a big deal. I, I loved every second of it. We always love having Coach Dave McGinnis on, brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage and affordable price? Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered just like Coach Mack has us covered each week. Well, as much coach as I love the defense performance, I, I know they didn't uh, rush the ball that many times, but eight yards rushing, <laughs> doesn't matter who you're playing, man. That is really hard to do. Wait, were, were you ever involved in a team just held somebody to eight yards? Never. And I've been on some dominant defense. Defense is yeah. right. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, too, Blaine. And let me just say this. I've never been in an NFL football game as to where the opponent only tried to run it eight times in 60 minutes. I mean, never. Wow. I mean, that that dumbfounded me. It really did. I mean, I, I couldn't quite figure out, you know, what all that was about. And, you know, it was a 10-point separation for quite a while. So your run game was still very viable. And, and I, I, told, I said that I had broken down those interceptions, but two of those interceptions, they completely fooled that rookie quarterback yep. about what he was seeing pre-snap and then what he got post-snap. Jayon Brown, they completely fooled, fooled him with that one. They were all up, and then he bailed out. And then, and then Buster Screen fooled him because, you know, they made it look like post-safety, and, and then he was a slot player. Then, they, then they, they busted out of there to Tampa 2, and then Buster Screen did a great job of pattern reading. One took off, three swing, so he knew number two was coming in, and he just rode it right down and picked it off. So, I mean, they fooled that guy a lot, and I think the fact that they were having him just throw it so much, mm -hmm. you know, when the game was still in doubt. Now, in the third and fourth quarter, it wasn't in doubt. Yeah, it was just a matter of, of, of how much the Titans were going to win by. But early on, to just run it eight times, Blaine, now, they discouraged them pretty early because they were, they were, pretty, much, they were pretty much swarming uh, any ball carrier that they had. But it was, a, it was a great demonstration. And, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess they had talked a little bit about the success that they had had against the Titans in the first game when we were down there in Jacksonville running the ball. And so you know how that is, Blaine. That can get under your skin as a defensive player pretty quick during the week. Yeah, as always, uh, they rushed for 198 yards uh, the first time and then eight yards this time. So I'm sure that was good uh, bulletin board uh, material. You know, it's one thing when I, you know, I watch how everything is unfolding, not only just for the Titans, just the league in general and, and, you know, how guys are missing. And, you know, one week one team looks great, the next week not so much. So, it made me think about Vrabel, and, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit that he deserves from the outside media on how well he's doing it and with this team and that he should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year, in my opinion, and uh, nobody's even mentioned that. 
Well, uh, you know, and, and again, I, I'm glad you say that, Blaine, because, and, and again, you, you look at it and look what he and his staff have done and the players. I mean, the players deserve oh, yeah. a lot of credit with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, last night on that broadcast, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden the Rams are missing six people because they're out for COVID. Well, mm-hmm. try playing with 86 people for about half the season. You know, I mean, and, and so the thing that the thing that and, and Mike Vrabel never wants any of the focus on him. He really doesn't. And he just mm-hmm. he and his staff and his players, they're so focused on what's going on. But you're right, Blaine, because, look, you played and you know what a challenge it is. I mean, yeah. the one year I mean, you had Eddie. I mean, you, you had Steve McNair miss a lot of games, you know, that year that you guys went to the Super Bowl now. You guys were able to rally around it. Now, you didn't have quite 86 people missing to the number no. that they did, but no. you know what it's like to have to rally around when you are missing important pieces, and that's basically what the Tennessee Titans have been doing from about week three on in this season. So I agree with you 100%, and I'm glad you said it. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as a former head coach in D.C. in this league for a very long time, you know, one thing I got out of this game, and everything was, you know, hey, you could have put up more points on offense, defense played great. But, yeah, here or there, you got a lot of coaching points. But, man, Tannehill got a little, hit a little too much for me, especially some of those free shots. Some of them could be on him and making checks and get rid of the ball and maybe sliding protection and everything else. But as a head coach, former head coach, would you come out of this game saying we need to do a better job of protecting our quarterback, even if it's on him or the offensive line? I mean, because that's really what I came out of the game with that was kind of negative to a certain extent. No, absolutely. And I, I tell you, the one that was on him, I've, I've watched the tape, and, I, mm-hmm. and, and I, the one that was on him was that one that came, came clean from the left. Oh, my God, that hurt my that back that watching that. Yeah. I mean, he was hot off of that protection. That was his fault. Now, the rest of them, yes. And I, I tell you, it, it's, not just, it's not just us looking at it and saying it. That offensive line is saying the same thing. Oh, yeah. He did. He got hit too much in that, in, in, in that game. And we were able to come out of it, first of all, without him being injured. Second of all, being able to, you know, to win a game, you know, a division game that was very, very important to get the nine wins. But absolutely, when they're in there looking at that and they're in there, you know, the, the, they've already gone over that tape and they'll go over it again. And they're going to have to identify fronts and the same thing because Pittsburgh, I'm sitting here breaking Pittsburgh down. They're going to bring heat also. You know, so that's just what it is in the National Football League. But, yes, I agree with you. But as I said, the one I know, and, and I don't know every call, but I know enough about ball looking at that one where he got just drilled, where that, that guy was free off, the, off of his left side, that was, that was a hot read for him. That's on him. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, it's interesting what the Titans have been able to do, literally getting guys off the street, street free agents. Another great example is Buster Screen, who's played inside and outside. He played more defensive snaps than anybody on Sunday. Mike Vrabel has really raved about that guy as well. Well, there's a reason he's raving about him. First of all, he, when you watch him practice, he practices with a purpose. I can see now why he – I really liked him coming out of Chattanooga. He was yeah. a feisty player. He's got speed, and he's, he's a fearless player. He is a fearless football player. And, you know, to be 11 years in the league uh, as to how he's done, I can see why. Because the, what you watch him practice, you can tell how seriously he takes it. And Mike Vrabel has, you know, has said, I mean, he came in immediately and, and dedicated himself to as many hours as it took to learn what's going on on defense. I mean, he played in the slot. He played at corner. I really like the player. I mean, I, and again, I, I've got so much respect for guys that play, play or have played in this league, number one, to begin with, but really a lot of respect for veterans that, that can continue the way that it is now with free agency to go somewhere else and assume a different role yeah. maybe that, they, that they've had 
that they've made their bones with early in their career and still be very productive. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. That interception that he made, I mean, when you go down and break it down, Blaine, you need to go break it down. You would be so happy watching that from the slot because he he made that slot read that that quarterback had no idea. He thought those two those two uh, seam droppers were that middle was going to be wide open. Mm. Buster Screen read that three man route combination and just followed right on his hip. I mean, he he's a good player, but the way that he practices and the way that he has assimilated himself to this team, uh, he, his teammates really took a liking to him very quick because players recognize guys that football is important to. Mm. Players recognize ballers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ballers yeah. recognize ballers. Hey, uh, Coach, the, the Titans added a baller. They added Zach Cunningham. Obviously, he didn't play last week. Whether it's him or whether it's anybody, when you when you have a player who comes in, how do you start to to implement him into what you do? I mean, they've already got some really good linebackers. How do you work a guy like that into what you do, whether it's him or anybody? Well, well, first of all, he's got he's got knowledge of what this scheme is sure. because he spent his rookie year, you know, with with, with Shane Bowen and with Mike Vrabel at sure. the Texans. And then, you know, d- during the this guy's a, this guy's a good player. I've always liked this guy as a player. You know, he's a little bit different build. I mean, he's six three. He's long. He's one of those long wire rope type of guys. But he's a violent player. I mean, he plays with a lot of violence, and and that that's really warms my heart. You know, when I watch <laughs> defensive players play with violence, because that's what you've got to be in the National Football League. And and he's he was a tackling machine for them. Whatever went on down there, I have no idea. I don't really care. Clearly, you know, uh, it, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are satisfied with it. And plus, it, I think it helps that, that uh, Mike Vrabel and, and Shane Bowen, you know, knew him as a person. And so uh, they'll bring him in and, they'll, and, and he will assimilate into the defense. Now, clearly, if he's going to be active, then somebody else has to be inactive. But the big thing about him is that's a big plus. Mike Vrabel says he's a very good special teams player, too. That's another bonus. You got a starting linebacker in the league that's also a good special teams player, and then if he comes into your situation and he can do a little bit of both, where you're rotating people, that's a big help too. So it's going to be interesting to see how they work him in this next month. Yeah, for sure, Coach Mack on with us, giving us the Mac attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Well, a couple more questions, Coach, and that is, uh, how do you, I guess, approach Pittsburgh week naturally, T.J. Watt? and how you go about your play calling, let alone your protection schemes. This guy's a special talent. I mean, he's got 15, 16 sacks or something just off the radar here, man. This guy may break the record if he stays healthy. Well, first of all, I hope that groin keeps him out just one more time. (laughs) Right, no doubt. Yeah, now, if it doesn't, you're right. No, he's a special talent. I mean, he's a relentless, he's a relentless player. You're going to have to be aware of him, and you know, and you, you're going to have to, and here's the other thing that, that, that happens too. I mean, they don't just line him up one place, you know, which, which most people are doing now with their, with their best people, but you're going to have to be very aware of him. And, and, and a lot of times if you, when you set your protections, uh, you're going to have to understand that even if you set your protections, sometimes that way he can still get through it. I mean, we saw a great example of that last night with Aaron Donald, they had their protection set to him. He still didn't care, you know? And so when you've got guys like that, that are able to make that much of a disruption off the jump from the start, you've got to be very aware of where they are. And believe me, when you watch tape, it's not real hard to figure out that, that he can be an issue. Their defensive front is pretty stout, but uh, yeah, Blaine, I mean, there's no way, there's no way you cannot be aware of where he is on game day. 
doubt about it. Uh, we're on with Coach Matt giving us a Mac attack. I guess last for me, give us some of your favorite memories playing the Pittsburgh Steelers oh. in Heinz Field. Oh, I'm going to narrow it down. Heinz Field in the new Well, field. I've coached games in Three Rivers and Heinz, Heinz Field. Field. Okay. So I've, 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 I've been there, uh, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, Here's the thing that I know. All the different teams that I've been in have gone in there. It's always had the same feel to it. It's, it's like to me, you know, all those years I spent with the Bears going into Green Bay, when you go into Green Bay, Wisconsin, and you go into Lambeau Field, you know you are at an NFL football place. You can feel the history. The history is yep. soaked into the place. Uh, and, and, and even though Hines is not three rivers, that history is still soaked into that, soaked into that franchise. You can feel it. And it does not matter. It does not matter how good your team is or has been or how good their team has or has not been, you know that it is going to be a physical hit-you-in-the-face game from start to finish. Those are very, very savvy fans up there. Uh, yeah, it's it, You know, I always used to enjoy it because it was so steeped in NFL history, but you knew you better strap it up. You played against them a lot, Blaine. You know how it is up there, too. You cannot go in there with any shoelace not tied tight, and any mouthpiece not strapped in, you better be buckled up when you're playing ball up there. And that's the way it's going to be this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you got to double pad it up, neck brace it all. <laughs> oh, that don't exist anymore, neck brace. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Mack, uh, hey, on the way out, it, the game Pittsburgh played against Minnesota really seemed like a microcosm of Pittsburgh's whole season. For a while, they're just getting punched in the mouth. Then they almost won the game at the end, and Big Ben's out there throwing touchdown passes to everybody. What are you seeing with Big Ben at this point in his career? Well, he's not as mobile, clearly, as he has. You know, because in the past, you know, when Big Ben was brand new, I competed against him when he was brand new, and he was a big dude that could he could run, and he could run over you. You know, he's not any, that guy anymore. He's 40 years old. He's not that guy anymore. But what he is, he's still that smart, and he understands where everything is. He can make all the throws. He can dissect all of the coverages. And still, I mean, you guys saw in this game, I know you guys watched that last game against Minnesota. He's still hard to get on the ground. And so here's, I, I talked earlier in this segment about how much they were able to bogey coverages and fool Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence at times didn't know whether he was foot or horseback looking at the front that the defense was giving him on Sunday here in Nissan. You're not going to do that to Ben Roethlisberger. You're going to have to be to be able to execute and cover and tackle because he's still, even without the mobility, he's still got the he's still got the sense and he's still got the touch to put it where he wants to put it. Sure does. Uh, they hey they got a bunch of skilled players for him to get the ball to, and the kid Friar Muth looks like the second coming of uh, Heath Miller oh, yeah. to me. Yeah, Fryermuth's the real deal. I mean, he that, that, that guy that guy's legit. Claypool Claypool is legit. I tell you, yeah. who's legit guy is Najee Harris. Yeah. I mean, this this guy is a special special player. He's got sixty catches already on the year, and plus, I mean, he's a he's a very powerful runner. I mean, they've got people. You know, Pittsburgh has all the years that I've played. Uh, you know, and coach teams against Pittsburgh, and Blaine can chime in on this. Have they ever not had people? I mean, and that's the thing about it is you've got such a solid franchise. You've only had three coaches, you know, in, in the past forever. And so that franchise is so, is, is so consistent and so solid, and their scouting department has been the same 
forever and ever and ever. They've got people, but I really, I really haven't been impressed with Najee Harris just drilling down and watching his game because that guy, that guy makes a difference back there in the backfield or catching the ball. Uh, the Titans defense is going to have their hands full with this group. Mm, but will the Titans defense have Bud or no Bud? Got to hold him back. I, I know I you don't, don't know the answer know. to that, but man, how, how do you think he's going to be if he does play? Get that adrenaline and make sure he keeps everything under wraps and stay out of control. Hold his emotions in check. Uh, probably a little bit excited. <laughs> I mean, just guessing through all my years. Yeah, I've, you know, I've I've had I've had several of that, but again, I don't know whether he will be whether he would right. be ready or not. I do know this, that it was exciting to see last week in practice some of our dudes come back on the field and start practicing. And the more that we can get back, guys, the better it is for all of us that mm. care about the Titans. Yeah, sure it is, right. Coach. Thank you for the time today. Appreciate it, buddy. Always great stuff. Appreciate it, Coach. Guys, thank you so much. And, Mickey, thank you for explaining to everybody Ford over Rooster. No, I, knew, I knew exactly what you were talking and, and about. congrats, too, Coach. <laughs> uh, I meant to say, yeah. 100 games you called a Titans yeah, game, right, man? Congrats. congrats, Coach. Okay, look, th- th- look, let me – thanks, guys. This place is so good to me. I can't even begin to, to thank the, the fans and this organization. And look, it's very cool. And uh, allowing me to do this is something that I really love. I'll, I'll try to do it for about 100 more. Sounds good. Uh, that'd be Maybe a few cool. hundred more. Thank you, Coach. See you, guys. Yes, thanks, sir. Coach. The one and only Coach Mack. All right, we got to take a quick break, though. When we come back, Joey from Kentucky is on the line. Says he has some really good news. We're looking for good news out oh, of Kentucky. A lot of people dealing oh, with stuff news. up there. Oh, okay. So, well, Joey, hold on. We'll come straight well, to you. I'm going to give you one good news right here. Okay. Somebody is still fourth in rushing, fourth in rushing TDs, second longest run this season, first in rushing yards per game average. That is the king. Hasn't played in six weeks. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Let's uh, let's jump to the phones. Mark Spain, Real Estate Hotline. Joey has been kind enough to hold. He told Lucas he wants to share some good news, and we'll always take that after a wild night on Friday night into Saturday morning all around the area, including up in Kentucky. Joey, thanks for holding, and how in the world are you doing? Well, I'm pretty good. I just want to say, first and foremost, it's good to hear you, you two's voice because that's a good sign that you're okay. And uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to those that have lost loved ones, lost their homes, and are struggling to with the, the storms and tornadoes and all those things. Um, you got a second. Uh, have like it's, it's a little story, so it take a little more than a couple minutes, if that's okay. It's okay. We we got a couple minutes here. Okay. Well, my wife is uh, the director of dispatch nine one one here in Todd County, Kentucky. And, um, of course, she stayed up late that night. Uh, there was only one dispatcher she had working that night. And because we didn't know exactly how bad things were going to be. And uh, she had already been in contact with her if she needed her to call. Well, she called her on her personal phone because apparently the all the lines were down, the 911 system, uh, non-emergency number, everything was down. So she told her, well, I'm already dressed. I'm headed out to the car. I'll be on my way. And uh, we probably live about 15 miles from the the city of Elkton, which is Tide County's capital, and that's where everything is at. 
and uh, about halfway through, there's a really, really steep, long, curvy hill called Allender's Hill. And um, she was speaking to my daughter on the, the speaker along the way, and my, my daughter kept asking her, Mama, where are you at? She said, well, I'm, I'm on my way to work. And she said, well, hurry up. You know, go drive a little faster. She said, it's fine. You know, there's no rain. There's no winds. There's, I'm fine. And she kept asking her where she was. And she told her, well, I'm, a, I'm at the top of Allender's Hill. She said, just drive faster. She said, why? She said, just, just drive a little faster. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, hail, rain, wind. My wife said it was like, um, almost like a forest gump. The rain was circling her car and uh just out of nowhere her car shifted left so she stared right and with no reaction and she said she could tell she was off the ground because she kept going back and forth with the wheel and she at that point she lost all visibility she didn't know where she was and all she knew to do she grabbed the hand with both wheels Grabbed, grabbed the wheel with both hands and just started praying. And my daughter was like, oh, my God, Mom, where are you? What Are you okay? And a split second later, she could tell she was laid on her side. And the, the car started shaking. She almost flipped over. And that quick, it was gone. And... She was aware, or she got to looking around to see where she was at, what was going on, and um, to to try to make a long story short, she was carried down, uh, over a half mile down this hill and placed on her side in the ditch as a tornado came from the side. It took out all of the wooden and metal poles and... Um, she didn't have a scratch. There was no scratch on the car. And they may total the car because of water damage and electrical damage. And I don't try to push my beliefs on anybody, but I feel that that was God's hand. Mm-hmm. Wow. It laid her on her side and got her out of the way of the second tornado and allowed her to make it. And everybody asked her, are you okay? You know, and she doesn't open up to anybody, but her, her, what's bothered her the most is she just feels she's not worthy. And she keeps asking me why, why, why if all these people died, these babies, everybody, why am I still here? And I said, well, honey, all I can tell you is God still has a purpose for you. I don't know really what to tell you. Joy, that's, that's unbelievable, man. I, uh, just i'm so happy she's okay and you know that that, that she made it through that's it's an unbelievable story I, I can't say thanks enough for you sharing it her lives or anything so but she's a full eight hour shift afterwards so man joey hey thank you man you guys be well and, and just tell her that we're sending our man sending her a big hug and thinking about her and glad that she's okay okay buddy yes sir y'all y'all take care thank you Wow. Incredible. Uh, again, we talked about this earlier. 
Uh, if you need some help, if you want to help, go to 1045thezone.com slash help. There's all kinds of information about how you can help those in need after these storms on December 11th uh, in Tennessee and Kentucky or how you can get some help for yourself. Uh, we just want everybody to get the help they need. We, we love you guys, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry for anybody who's experiencing something awful, and we're happy for the people who survived it. Now let's let's get together and let's help everybody and get them the help they need. No doubt. With the sun shining bright and shiny, man, we want to end on a good note and a positive note. And as always, Nikki. You know it. We lead the show with peace. peace.